welcome to The Blend. Good evening, good people. Hopefully the day was settled for you, and as always, that good rest awaits you. How was the day for you, Ron? It was, uh, it was good. good. It was good. good. I always like to ask. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's been a week. Um, we almost there. Almost there. It's Libra season. Uh, ironically enough, for me, I have a lot of close Libras in my life. One being you, but I uh, have a couple of good friends. Two really, really good friends whose birthdays are also in October. And I always tell myself, if there's no wonder why I have Libras surrounding me that's very close, y'all keep me balanced. You know what DJ Khaled says, right? What? We the best. You know what? I will contend that, but I can't. You're right. I know. How about that? Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Put a little oomph on that. Recognize greatness. Yeah. Y'all do. Y'all do. Y'all. My best friend, her birthday was yesterday. Um, yours is Friday. Word. And then my other really good friend, hers was Saturday. It's like boom, boom, boom. All three of y'all keep me balanced um, in different ways. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting, which kind of brings to mind, you know, what I want to talk about today. I don't even know what we'll call this episode. I was thinking about just calling it random, but it really is not random. One of the things I try to take time out for in the month of October is, um, you know, the, the point of reconciling and reconciliation and just shoot being at peace with stuff talking about like accounting not not money <laughs> reconciliation not reconciling your coins reconciling things that maybe you don't have any control over reconciling things that you know may have bothered you or um just just uh just kind of being at peace with things and and knowing that once you've given your your all your push you put all your hundred percent in, 100% plus into something, and, um, you know, you, you let faith or, you know, what what have you do the rest of the work and rest on that. Now, you still got to put in the work, but you have to be at peace about certain things, even when they don't look like how you feel they should look like. Make sense? Perfect sense. It was an old gospel song, you know, what do you do when you've done all you can? You, you stand. stand. You stand. But the key part about it is when you've done all you can. All you can. Everybody yeah. forgets that part. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's kind of been on the brain today. What do for, you for do? reasons. You want to serenade us? When you've done all you there can. You that's all I got. Keep going. Nah, because I get all excited. I want to catch the spirit up in here tonight. <laughs> so let them use you. But seriously, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I view um, the fall going into October. I love the fall. I don't know why I always have. I love colder weather. And ironically, you know, I moved to this great state to get away from the snow and the blizzards. And then lo and behold, I find myself missing it. But one of the things I've noticed I've done in my adult age is, and I don't know if it's because I'm a mom now, um, you know, I say now like it just happened, right? <laughs> 16 years ago. Before I was a mom, like I didn't think of seasons in that way, but it's it's interesting the patterns that you go through 
and uh, I find myself always kind of reflecting and reconciling those things that I've I've wanted to try to achieve or maybe I've achieved um, and maybe it's not so much about a thing or a goal but maybe it's about dealing with a certain person or handling a certain situation that I kind of absolutely have no control over but I've done all I can do to try to better that thing or better something for somebody else so I just I find myself thinking about all of that um, during this month and um, yeah yeah so again I don't know if this episode should be you know reconciliation what is it or just random good question yeah what about you what are your thoughts other than knowing that it's I'm not talking about financial no no you're not talking about reconciling books and all that um (laughs) you know over the last two months I've had my gangster fully tested Mm. you know in every shape form and fashion um you know, when I was uh, coming through a certain fraternity, uh, we called it testing your fortitude. Mm-hmm. You know, testing your 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 mental, physical, and even spiritual capacity. Mm-hmm. It gets pushed, and mm-hmm. over the last two months, it's been pushed. Mm-hmm. But I chose to take that time to, you know, since I'm already in the trenches and I'm already in the valley. Why not take this time to, you know what I'm saying, shake these demons off, shake these haters, and better myself in the process. Right. So when I come out, you know what I'm saying, when I come out of that uh, that mold, I'm chiseled. Chiseled? Like, literally. Yeah, man. So I'm in the gym, you know, as much as possible. I'm um, reading more books, mm-hmm. reading more. Uh, you know, on a spiritual level, I'm talking to God more. And I think that's what that was about. I ain't trying to get all, you know, holy, holy on everybody. But it is what it is. I think that God has been trying to get my attention for a while uh-huh. in a subtle manner. And it's like, you know what? You're not listening. So let me come knock on your door, buddy. Uh-huh. He'll do it. He'll do it real soon. Won't he do it? Nah, but seriously. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's been an interesting process. Mm-hmm. But I'm embracing the process. And uh, it's not painful. It's exhausting, it's tiring, but at the same time, it's one of those deals that once it's all said and done and the smoke clears, I will come out victorious and I will come out on top and I will come out a better person. Mm-hmm. Because they say it's not what happens to you, it's how you handle what happens to you. Exactly. You know, I mean, that's, that's what it is. You know, 90% of it is not, 10% is the problem, 90% is how you handle the problems. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've taken some dings, you know, across the board, but... I'm still here. And it makes you realize, you know, about fighting for the things that are worth fighting for. You know, business-wise, it was, for me, it was, I mean, I got to the point where I wanted to quit. Yeah, don't quit. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. But, you know, I'm full of all these quotes. But like Common says, you know, knowing that you're weak is when you're really being strong. Right. You said Common? Yeah, that's just Common quote. We can't have an episode without a at least when we're on here together, I don't think we'll ever have an episode where we don't have a hip-hop episode. Hey, back to the hip-hop uh, podcast. Let's go and put that out there, listeners. That's just how it is. But, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, like, understanding that at a moment I was weak mm-hmm. was also when I understood how strong I really am. Mm-hmm. And when I come through this, I'm just going to be stronger on the other side of this. So, like I said, it's all good. It is what it is. But um, 
I definitely had to take some time to do inventory personally. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's the name of the podcast or whatever you're going to name it, but the topic of the podcast, uh, I had to reconcile some things. Yeah. Uh, to figure out what's what so I can move forward. You know what's interesting? You know how people maybe sometimes will talk like, you know, you just talk at random with friends, family, whatever. And you often hear people use that comparison that says, um, you know, uh, if they're trying to give somebody some, give someone else some type of advice, and they say, you know, when it comes to relationships, you know, or if it comes to, you know, working with somebody, uh, yeah, at your job, you, you can't wait no withdrawals without deposits. But it just dawned on me, nobody else, I mean, those two things are black and white, black and white, right? Like, in order for you to take something out, you got to put something in. And again, that goes for personal, business, whatever, neighbor relationships, anything. But nobody ever talks about reconciling the two. Reconciling, okay, did you double check what you put in? Did you double check what you took out? And again, you could apply that across the board. But reconciliation is kind of doing a double check to make sure things are balanced. And, balance uh, is key. When I talk, huh? So balance is key. Yeah. So when I when I made light of it, but seriously, I think maybe that I don't know about the stars aligning and all that stuff, but there's something to that when you know when you're really in tune with who with who keeps you balanced. I talk about how Libras keep me balanced. Um, I'm very very much a type. I like to have fun, but I'm also truly an introvert. And people that um, that know me know that, but in a community-based outreach network setting, they wouldn't. And nobody would guess that in a million years, right? But on the flip side of that, I'm very like the strategic mind takes over when the creative mind, like in you, are like, "Hey, let's just try. Let's let's you know go out there." And sometimes you have to have somebody that can balance you. So going back to that. Reconciliation is also about balance. Are you yourself balanced? And I think that's one thing I think about the most. And I don't know if it's um, all y'all Libras, you know, throwing that little vibe out there to make that be on my mind. I have no idea. It's the scales. But it's the yeah, end in the um, game. <laughs> who is that? Wheezy on my Libra cells. I'm living sins and forgiveness. forgiveness. It's a lyric in one of his. Uh, oh, Jay Electronica. I mastered both sides of the force like Dark Plages. And, and you do. You have to master both sides of the force. I mean, mm-hmm. there's good and evil. I'm not telling anybody to divulge in an evil force by any means. But I am yeah, saying please, that. You know, listen. Listen to what folks saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you do. I mean, there's a time to be an asshole. It's not common. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's a time to be stern. There's a time to have fun and hee-hee-ha-ha. You have to master both sides of the force. Hmm. That's why I have the yin and the yang tattooed on me. You know, it's a, for me, it's a reminder that I have mastered and continue to learn to master uh, both sides of the force. You know what I think I mastered today? What? It's crazy. It's going to sound real crazy as long as I've been in business and dealing with, you know, certain type of organizational cultural or corporate cultural environments. But I think today I mastered how to not um, how to not perpetuate 
ignorance in somebody that doesn't have a team mindset. I don't know how else to explain that, but like dealing with someone in the workplace where you know their intentions are not good mm-hmm. and actually having proof of their inconsistencies, having proof of their um, of their untruths, having proof of their fakeness, and yet you have to sit in a meeting with them and they can't even look at you, <laughs> but you still have to work with them and collaborate with them um, and, and it, it just, that uncomfortableness oozes off of them. Um, I think I mastered today. <laughs> and that's crazy. I'm saying that, but I really think I have mastered being at peace with the fact that certain people are just going to be that way. Yeah. Cause it's not about a, being a team player. I mean, because there are it's great, them. right. You know what I'm saying? Like there are great people who aren't team players. You know, I see it all the time in my business where, you know, we, we work on, you know, big projects as a team, you know, but some people prefer to be by themselves late at night, you know, with nobody bothering them, mm-hmm. fully accountable for everything that they're doing because they don't want to be accountable for what the team is doing or they're just true um, introverts, mm-hmm. you know, but those people that cause chaos within a team, they're just shitty people. I mean, there's no other way for me to put it like this. It's like, but it's kind of like, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, right? Like, even though they know what they're doing, you have to think at some point something would tell them, hey, this isn't the way to be. Right, but then then I think about, you know, well, look at what what you do know about this person. And and I don't know. I almost feel sorry for him at this point. And I don't know if that's that's not me being at peace with them, but it's just like, man, you can't not know that you you're foul. You can't not know. Oh, they know they're foul, huh? And I mean, people that are foul, let's be real, they know they're foul. Like, yeah, it's, or like messy, or like they know it, but they love it. Conniving, and they love that. They love and, the drama. And I, I, I see it. Like I feel, you know how you can feel um, good energy, and mm-hmm. you can feel bad energy. Like you can feel it. Yeah. Off this person and it's just like I have to I took a step back for once and said this is a lonely person I'm dealing with oh, yeah, all the power hollow. that you have is in your particular role in this moment and so any untruth that you're even exposed on you're not going to face or admit to and I, I just I just realized realized that I mastered how to deal with people like that today Congratulations. That's crazy. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, cuz I get impatient about that stuff. I know. Like I get really impatient, but you know, it's it's interesting. All right, so we talk about reconciliation from that standpoint. What are some what are some ways, you know, as you are navigating throughout the day where what are some things that help you deal with those instances that that help you kind of um i don't want to say cope 
But what are, what are some mechanisms that you use, you know, for the listeners out there? I know everybody has to deal with this, right? Like they have to deal with people. They have to come to grips with, okay, this is how they are or this is how the situation is. So I think everybody, if you're living and breathing, walking, talking, and you have to deal with others beyond yourself, you, you probably face these challenges, but you have to come to a place of reconciliation. What are some mechanisms that you use? to help you get through those things? Out on the streets, how I grew up, sometimes I realize that no one gives a, okay, Master Roots. Um, Jay-Z has a line Uh in a song. He says, you was who you were before you got here. Mm, Okay. You know, um, it's kind of like how people say, your emergency is not my responsibility. Uh, your shitty attitude is not my problem. Right. Like, you know, it used to be a time where I would let people with bad attitudes drag me to hell. You know, in, in a, you know, figurative sense, of course, but by basically letting these people ruin my day. But now I'm to the point where it's just like, man, like you said earlier, I almost feel sorry for you. Yeah. Because let's be real, everybody has a choice. Every day you have a choice. You can choose to be great and have a great day, or you can choose to be on the complete opposite side of things and have a horrible day and try to wreak havoc and hell in other people's lives. And those people that do that, they take the long road, and it's a lonely road, and it's a hard road. And it's a road that's full of deception. It's a road that is full of uh, anguish. I mean, it's, it's just nothing good, you know, that comes from that. You know, but back to you was who you were before you got here. So it's like, man, what was your upbringing like? Right. You know, what what was life like? You know, that. What is life like? But what is life like to where this is how you are and you think it's okay? Mm-hmm. And so that's where the pity comes in. Even Mr. T pities the fool. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. But for it's it's a pity that you have for these people because it's like man you are and you see it you know these people don't smile you know uh, I'm not gonna talk about you know a certain somebody but uh, I was watching a podcast on uh, YouTube one day mm-hmm. and they were talking about a certain uh, very important figure in the United States <laughs> and this guy uh, worked with this guy on a TV show mm-hmm. and he said I never witnessed this man smile. Unless it was something sinister. So in other words, and he didn't say sinister, I'm paraphrasing. But what he was saying was, you know, like, oh, look, you know, a rainbow or some puppies or, you know, a nice dad joke. That was funny. Those don't get smiles, you know, but you're an idiot is funny. You know, you're fat. That's funny. You're a jackass. That's funny. You know, so it was never smiles because of things that make people genuinely happy. He was smiling off of other people's torture. And pain. And pain. You know, it's like, man, what's life like for that person? You know, to where you can't smile at things. Colonel Stinkmeter, right? Uh, You know what I'm saying? You got the dolphins and the the sparkling water and rainbows, and he looks at, man, some old bullshit. (laughs) Like, what, what is your life like that you can't appreciate, you know, the simple things in life that, you know, or, or symbols of peace. But it's, it's people out there like that. You know, one of the things I've learned, I think one of the um, the realities that I have grasped this year in, in, the, in the particular um, 
you know, environment that, that I've been privy to um, be a part of from a workforce standpoint this year is that there are actually people that like the mess. And I'm, I'm not talking about like, you know, they they can deal with it or they manage it well or they, they work mm-hmm. well under they pressure. They are the chaos. They like chaos. They like they thrive trauma. In it. They thrive in it. It's like they it feed turns them off on. of it. The confusion, they like to start it. They like to steer it. They like to be in it. They like to hold the ladle that keeps the mixture of it going. I mean, it is crazy. And in some aspects, it's sickening. Well, you know, I like sitting, like, you know, I like to go up mountains and just sit there and just look at it. You know, I like doing that because mm-hmm. I did that as a child. Mm. You know, my, my parents would take us on family vacations and, you know, we do some, you know, Disney World, Disneyland kind of stuff, too. But the other balance of that was bodies of water and, oh, yeah. you know, Seeing just, it from afar. yeah, just, you yeah. know, mountain ranges so. and, you know, things of that nature, you know, vast desert lands was just admiring the beauty of that. And so, as an adult, I cherished it. Mm-hmm. You know, so think about these people that grew up in chaos. <laughs> exactly. Right? You they, know, these they, people grew up in full chaos, and hmm. we all have a choice. That's the way to look at and, it. And we have choices multiple times in our life to break the cycles. I, I hate the term generational curse, whether it's real hey, or not. They, but they, they, it, it is what it is. But I'm going to say cycles. So, everybody has choices and moments in their life where they get opportunities to break cycles. Mm-hmm. You know, it does cause you to swim upstream in that exact moment, but you have an opportunity to break cycles. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem lies when people see that opportunity and say, ah, uh-uh. Right, uh-uh. Right. I'm going back to being comfortable in this. Exactly. Because that moment is clear. It's not a moment that is... Um, you're wondering if this is the right time. It's a clear moment. It's clear and concise. Right, right. So, I mean, to me, you know, when you have that opportunity and you don't take it, you know, you just missed out on an opportunity to bless yourself and be better. Right. Like I said, you know, when, when I go through struggles and storms, I take that opportunity to fully better myself, you know, across the board. I haven't been praying like I'm supposed to. I haven't been reading like I'm supposed to. I haven't been hitting the gym like I'm supposed to because it's stress to kill you. Yes, man. So to <laughs> to uh, prolong my life, mm-hmm. I choose to better myself. Right. You know, for these people, you know, instead they choose to, I call them pigs because they wallow in their own shit. It's mud <laughs> and it's shit and they like to wallow in it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're pigs. They're pigs. I hate to call people pigs, but that's that's what it is. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So what are what are some some nuggets in terms of like if you're in the thick of it, what helps you cope in that particular moment? Like what are what are some things that you do? Um, you know, like one thing I noticed today, you know, usually I will turn into a little a little lawyer real quick when somebody is not stating the truths, and I have found that. You know, at this point, it's not necessarily if you have the facts in hand and you can easily access those facts that contradicts what this person is saying, it does no good or it makes no sense to go back and forth with that person. You don't argue like, with I fools. I picked that up from you. You don't argue with fools. Yeah, yeah, don't argue with Let fools. Let them hang themselves. And, and I noticed myself just saying, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't an okay of retreat, it was a okay. 
I'll let you do whatever, but I have the facts in hand. I have, you know, in writing, um, another person stating it or whatever it is. But in that moment, none of that matters to that other person. They just are going to deny their untruths. And I just, you know, sometimes you got to give people their own show. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like pouring gasoline on a fire. Mm-hmm. You know, if you leave the fire alone long enough, the fire will eventually die out. Yeah. But the more you try to do sometimes to put these fires out or contain the fire, you end up making it worse. Mm-hmm. You know, so with those people, yeah, you sidestep them and, hey, hey good luck. You know, you can't argue with fools. You just can't. Basically. You know, you just flat out, you can't. Let's, let's let's flip it, right? What's the good side? Um, what are some positives in, in reconciling things? Like, what what are some, some feelings you get from that? I'll tell you, for me, peace. Peace, 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 and more peace. Peace. <laughs> and it's worth everything when you have peace about a situation, even if it's not necessarily swinging your way, but knowing that at the end of the day, it is you have what it faith is. that it's going to be handled or you know, hey, listen, I've done all that I can do. If I, you know, keep pushing, just doing what I'm supposed to do in, in any kind of matter, it doesn't necessarily have to be work related, right? If I've been trying to work towards this particular goal or thing and I've absolutely done all that I can do, there's a certain peace that comes with that. Even if the outcome that you want is not right there in front of you, what are what do you think about the other side of, of actually reconciling? Not necessarily focus on the other person or right. other situation, but yourself. For me, of course, peace is the end result, but the it starts with an honest assessment. Yes. You know, a lot of times we are, we're moving through life so quickly that we don't have time to sit down and take honest inventory of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so when things start to get weird and out of whack and you have to sit down, you have to sit on the bench for a second and get it right. You start to have an honest assessment of um, of yourself, you know, uh, from head to toe. Like I said, mentally, physically, spiritually. Uh, all that, you know, all the above. You you have an honest assessment with yourself. For me, anyway, that's what I do. I take an honest assessment of myself of what I can change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm honest with myself about the things that I cannot change, you know, at least by myself. And then from there, I get a plan of action. And once I have that plan of action and I put that plan of action in motion, then yes, I have peace. That piece some old folks be singing about them gospel choirs. <laughs> right. For me, I think you, you probably know this, but for me, it's, it's writing. Like, if it's, I can't begin to count or, or name the number of times I've written something down and it's come to pass. So, when I know that there's strength in that because it helps me hold myself accountable, whatever it might be it might be a goal to run more or whatever eat better whatever um but i found that if it's like something of real substance like something i'm really trying to go for achieve i always write that thing down and i will go back and make sure you talked about assessing yourself that's huge i will always go back and assess what i wrote you know this time last year and for me, that's kind of one of my mechanisms is, is holding myself accountable to the own words that I speak and write, you know, um, for myself. 
because it's it's interesting that we hold ourselves highly accountable for the things we write down or say we're going to do for other people, but we don't put that same energy into the things we write down and say we're going to do for ourselves. Indeed. So I think that's one mechanism. Um, but yeah, that, that reconciliation goes both ways. And I think once you have that peace or... Um, I don't know. You you're good in the you're in a good place. You're in a good headspace. But what you have to deal with and come to terms with, it actually helps you deal with the ignoramuses. No helps doubt. you deal with the dodos out there, and the crabs in the barrels and things like that. So. I mean, these people just exist. I mean, it, oh yes, yeah. everywhere you go. Again, you got forces of good. You got forces of evil. Exactly. You know, Alfred told Batman, <laughs> in the Dark Knight, some people just want to see the world burn. Man. And some people do. It's no motive. I mean, it's it's not about money. It's not about power. It's just about watching the world around them burn because they can set the match. They can light the match and set it on fire. Mm-hmm. You know, so, hey, when you have people like that, there is absolutely nothing you can do about it and nothing you can do for them and nothing mm-hmm. you can do against them. Like, you just got to sidestep it because if not, you will burn in that fire that they set. Yeah, yeah. Real quick. As we uh, we close this out, a song that that comes to mind immediately when we talk about um, talk about reconciliation. Benny the Butcher, five to fifty. Why is that? He just talks about uh, and, and and it sounds like it's based on a true story, but he talks mm-hmm. about just from how he got started to the trials and tribulations he went to to kind of how he came out on top. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a wild song. And it's not for everybody, but man, Benny the Butcher Five to Fifty gets me motivated because yeah. it's real talk. You know, I mean, it's you know, he's got a lady and like, yeah, you know, and I was this and that, and I woke up and I looked outside and the feds were at the door. You know, it's like just crazy, crazy storytelling, but it just goes back to the progression of where he was to where he is now. And she kind of says, you know, but now everything is straight. Yeah. So, yeah, Benny the Butcher, 5 to 50. Yeah. That's mine. For me, it's um, Black Thought's Conception. Yeah, that's a dope song. 2018, man. He said, no no conceptions, immaculate, man. Meaning, check your thoughts at all times. I mean, he said so much in that song. But a large part of that was reconciling what you think um, you know. He talked about the damage you do. And how um, how you can come back from that? Uh, just that whole line, no conception is immaculate, man. That that's a good one right there. I think when I think about that, I think about that song. Like I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's a play on word reconciliation and conception. I don't know, but the lyricism in that one, I mean that that does it for me. So I appreciate the thoughts. Oh, good. Shout out to Black Thought. Yeah, shout out to Black Thought. That's and a shout good out to Black Thought and Betty Butcher. Benny the Butcher. Conception. In this uh, in this month, if you you if, if you too are kind of preparing for the fall, getting things settled, right, situated, so you can uh, harvest or whatever you want to call it, um, check that out. Check that out. And a lot of other uh, a lot of other artists out there. It don't have to just be hip hop. That's just what we love to talk about. It has to be hip hop. <laughs> There's no it other might have music. There's no other music. Though, I ain't gonna lie. But um, you know, as always, you know, the purpose of the blend is that we 
have a place where people with like minds can chop it up. Uh, doesn't matter how old you are. I think everybody has to go through a little bit of the same something, something. So hopefully you were able to glean a few nuggets uh, from this show. But uh, tune in on the next episode. We're going to continue this discussion uh, with a phenomenal lady uh, that actually helps others, uh, not necessarily from a, from a, you know, a, a, what do you call the, like a, not like a medical counselor or anything like that, but definitely someone that has uh, the ability to, to mentor and speak into situations that might, uh, that might bring about some change. And so we're going to keep this rolling uh, and keep it on the topic of uh, reconciliation. Get some get right, some snapback. Hey, all this money's good for nothing if you're scared. Yeah. All this money's good for nothing if you're scared. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. No conceptions in that here, man. Y'all have a good night.